Hey everybody, welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. I'm Dory. It's a rainy one, guys. Once again, the skies have opened. The atmospheric river has twisted its way over Southern California. Here we are. Matt loves the rain. I do. Having a great time in it. I think it's really underrated. Um, unless you live on a hill, then it's very, very overrated. Mm-hmm. Uh, but otherwise, you know, the wildflower is going to be so cool in the, in the spring, you know? Totally. They're just going to be beautiful. Just have blossomed. Gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Uh, whew. What is ha- Okay, so today's President's Day. That's why you didn't get us yesterday. Dory remembered that it was a holiday, and uh, we and we uh, enacted our holiday clause. Yep. Not and, to be confused uh, with Santa Claus. Right. We decided to. It would be best for all of us if we recorded today. Thinking we'd be the most tired yesterday, but I feel like we're the most tired today. I'm tired, but I think I was more tired yesterday. Ah. For those wondering why we might be tired, we uh, did that thing that everybody loves, which is we went to Disneyland. Um, on a holiday weekend. On a holiday weekend. When there was a cheer competition. When there, yeah. It was, uh, it was pretty crowded. It was very crowded. But I mean, that's, you know, it's always going to be crowded. That's true. We was had it fun, exceptionally though. crowded? Yes. We went with my sister and her family were there. Mm-hmm. So we met up with them. And it, it it is very sweet, like as Henry gets older, to see him interacting with his cousins. Yes, yes. Like he he was like, I want to sit with them. Like he was just very excited to see them. They were excited to see him. They they had like a very sweet time together. How long does that last? When do you when are you when are you tired of seeing your cousins? Hopefully never. Mm, interesting. Maybe like sixteen. I don't think so. I don't want to hang on my cousins. No, he's he's always going to think his cousins are cool because his cousins are all older. That is true. His He's the youngest cousin on both sides of the family. Mm, that's like me. Yep. So. So he's gonna be cool like you. Wow. Yep. Um. It was a. Uh, it wasn't it was hot. Terrifying. Which was nice. Hang on. I just want to say oh. it was terrifyingly busy when we pulled off the exit. Uh. It was backed up pretty bad and there was a cop out there sending shunting some of the traffic off to the uh pixar what's it called what's that gate called the pixar pals right yes the pixar pals entrance of the garage of the garage which is like supposed to be the dead entrance of the garage mm-hmm. so i was like this is a nightmare and there's both lanes it was so slammed i was like this is gonna take forever so really what did it was when i said oh my god look at the security line <laughs> it was because you could see the security line to get to the tram you could see it from the highway or from the street 
Um, and I just was like, I gotta, I gotta make the call. We're gonna, we're heading over to the Toy Story lot, which I have not parked in in a long time. But I gotta say, it was probably the best decision I've ever made about Disneyland. It was great. It probably, I mean, I I was like, oh, you saved us half an hour. Matt was like, you, I saved us forty five minutes. Easy, easy forty five. We were, it was, it was one. You know, the bus was right there. It took. We already we went through security there which at the was, parking lot. That was awesome. Which was like two seconds. Yes. No line. And then, and then when the bus drops you off, it spits you out essentially at the entrance to California Adventure, which is where and, we were going. And they they spit you out on in like a separate line. Yes, because you've already gone through. Because you've already gone through security, so that was nice. Yeah, that um, was great. It was great, and Henry was excited to be on the bus. He counted how many green and red lights we saw. Mm-hmm. Very we exciting. Told everybody about it when we got back on the bus. <laughs> um. Yeah. What what happened? I mean, it was just a uh, started California Adventure. What the, what'd you guys ride? You rode Soren. No, you almost rode Soren. We almost rode Soren. Your uh, sister's family rode Soren. Yeah. Henry did not like how long the line was taking, and kept asking. I was I was waiting. I like to wait. Uh, there's a in California. The Soren. There's a some outdoor seating at a restaurant to the right um, of the entrance, and it's very shady and quiet. And I like to go sit there and chill while the monorail passes overhead. Um, so that's where I was, and everybody else went into Soren over the world. If it was Soren over California, I would have gone. Mm. Um. And then you guys came out. I thought you guys had ridden the ride. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, oh, you didn't. I mean, you're kind of underplaying what happened. Well, I wasn't there. I know. He was like basically having a panic attack. Um, like, like, Like getting really agitated and kind of hyperventilating and crying and nothing was calming him down he's like i need to see dita turned out then it turned out that he was in addition to the line he was working himself up because he was nervous that the ride was going to go down which is why i i didn't love how much we were bringing up the mickey and minnie's runaway railway <laughs> going down and being evacuated mm. i think he's I mean, it's I, I, it's his nightmare to be stuck anywhere. Yeah, you know, and we were, and we were stuck. Traffic. We were stuck on Runaway Railway the last time we um, yeah. were there. So uh, he needs that sort of uh, God. It's it's a, it's a, man. I, I, the, the, when I see people like whenever there's like a video from Florida, it's usually Florida of. I've seen I've seen Splash Mountain. I saw a, a girl. There's a video of a, a, a girl who got out of the log uh, because she was having a panic attack. 
And so she was like standing off to the side of the log splash mountain. Um, and then I've seen some videos of like people in pirates of the Caribbean, like just because they had been waiting so long, that getting out of the boat and walking through the water to get off the ride, mm-hmm. which is like insane. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like you're sitting there for 45 minutes, your kid's freaking out, or mm-hmm. you have to go to the bathroom. Or something. I mean, it's just like, what the what? What do you do? I, I just mm-hmm. like it's, it seems like a very nerve wracking situation if you're thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And Henry was thinking about it. Thusly, his nerves are wrecked. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, other than that, we had a great time, um, and. You know, why don't fun. you engage me on this? You seem to like really. Why don't I engage you on on this particular the issue? The, the Pirates of the Caribbean. Like last yesterday when I was talking about it, well, you I were like you you dismissed me. I didn't dismiss you. I'm just like <laughs> yeah. Like hand. I don't know. I don't know what else there is to say. And then I don't well, know I what else there is like, to say about it. I think we should have a plan. Oh, that's what you're asking about. Okay. Yes. I didn't know that that was what you were going for. So when you say you're not engaging me, I'm like, what are you looking for? I'm looking for some sort of like, I mean, other than like, we don't go on those water rides. <laughs> what is our plan? I don't know child? because I don't know what. We got to figure something out. What would be allowed? You know what I mean? So you just stay in the vehicle until cast comes and get you right but so like what is the alternative plan there well we got to figure out ways that we could uh, perhaps uh i don't know entertain him or something i don't know well i'll but tell I'm you like, what i did i'll tell you what i did on runaway railway when we mm, got stuck i told him counting. to start counting the leaves on the tree mm-hmm. and that calmed him down yeah that's a good that's a good idea so I don't know. I mean, it's just like I don't know. That's like one of those things where I'm like, every time I've every time I see video of, of someone getting off a ride like that, I just like, oh my god, I just feel so helpless for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but also, like, you got to stay in the fucking vehicle, right? So want to like, you know, I just, I, you just don't. I mean, I don't know. Whatever, you just can't. Not like you have waiters. You can just I know. This is what I. This is my. This crazy. is my question of like, what do you mean by a plan? Because I don't really see what else one could do. I mean, well, I just would like maybe I just need a verbal agreement from you that we don't get out of the boat. Sure. Okay. okay thank you. <laughs> you thought I would want to get out of the boat. It would, yeah, you know, what? the situation, whatever. I mean, just imagine being trapped there with Henry in a panic. I, I understand. It's horrible. It's yes, horrible. I, I understand. I understand. So your instinct is gonna want to be to get off the okay, ride. I didn't. I didn't even get off the the runaway railway ride with him. Okay. No, of course you didn't. Because it's not surrounded by water. I know, but like, presumably, it's safer to get off a non-water ride. Look, people. I just think we have we have you know we have some uh, supplies in case of an earthquake. You know, you th- you're saying you want a, a ride breakdown go bag. I want a ride breakdown contingency situation. Okay, like, why don't you? I don't know what that is. Yeah, why don't you put that together and then you can be? I in don't charge know what it, it is. What is it? 
I don't know. Oh my god. I think the answer is he doesn't get to go on rides. <laughs> well, he already again. doesn't want to go on Pirates of the Caribbean, so it's fine. <sighs> I never get to go on that anymore. I haven't been on it in, I don't know, two years, something like that. Mm. The last, the last year when we, you know, when we had the pass, I didn't go on it once. Wow. Wow. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. You know, you think you're gonna, you know, you live in Southern California, you're gonna be like Disneyland's your, 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 your living room, as they say. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. like in New York when the city is your. <laughs> mm. But, you know, you don't get down there as often as you'd like, and you're kind of at the whim of a three-year-old, a four-year-old. Yeah, he's four. (laughs) It is what it is. (sighs) It is what it is. But otherwise, cheer competition aside, I I did take, I took a picture of that. There's a a couple choke points in Disneyland, uh... Essentially at Fantasyland where it splits left and right to either Tomorrowland slash Small World or mm-hmm. to uh, Frontierland, Big Thunder Mountain. Mm-hmm. The amount of people, like the, 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 the sheer mass of people, mm-hmm. it, was, it was crazy. Had to be at capacity, right? They had to have no more reservations. Oh, no, they definitely didn't. I mean, even for people going day of, right? Like people buying a day pass. It yeah, no. No, no, no. There were there there were no reservations. It was crazy. Yeah. And that time we were there, the last time we were there, it was dead, remember? Yes, because it was rainy. Yes, but it was also like I don't know, we were trying to figure it out and then we decided that it was people come people would come at night. I don't know. Whatever oh, yeah, because it, it was around Christmas. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, look, uh, it's Disneyland. It's a lovely time. And we had a good time. Um, before we take a break, I do just want to mention that there is some sort of grim news that just came out of Alabama. What? Where they ruled that embryos are, frozen embryos are children. Oh, my God. What the Alabama Supreme Court. So that seems situation. That seems bad for IVF. <laughs> <sighs> you know, everyone seems to forget that uh, if every if they had their way, that IVF wouldn't exist. Also, it's crazy. you mean the the like fundamentalists? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean those who would be on the Alabama, Alabama Supreme Court. Sure. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't. I'm not sure if they're who appointed them, but I'm gonna go take a look right now just to double check. Mm. Uh, but that's 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 crazy. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. So, just wanna you know remind everyone to stay vigilant and uh, vote. vote. Fucking vote. Mm-hmm. So Jesus Christ! Yeah, it's uh, it's some that's some some dark stuff, some real dark stuff. Good news though, it's uh one, two, three, four, five, six, seven old white men and two ladies. Great. So, 
it's really a hoot. Oh, uh, God. Um, all right. Well, on that note, we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. <laughs> a terrible note. Yep. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. All right, we're back. The chief justice is Tom Parker. He sounds like a like a isn't that isn't that Elvis's manager, Colonel Tom Parker? (laughs) Was that his name? I believe that was Elvis's manager. Mm. Um, before we get to your voicemails and emails, I just want to remind everyone that if you don't feel like skipping ads, but you still want to support us, you can join our Patreon at the $10 level. We're now doing ad free episodes over there, which is a whole lot of fun. That's patreon.com slash excellent adventure. Um, you can also email us at DorianMatt at Gmail or Matt and Dory Gmail. Call or text us at 413-461-BABY. Our Venmo is at Dory. And uh, yeah, let's hear a voicemail first, Matt. I'm sorry. I'm still a little like... About Alabama? a loop on this Alabama thing. Yeah, sorry I just dropped a bomb, but... You really you know. did. I know. Uh, all on board, regardless of their location... All unborn children, regardless of their location. Like, what the fuck does that mean? I don't know. Ge- ge- geographic? Or does that mean physical space? Uh, it just, it, it it doesn't seem good in any way. According, the majority decision is in a lawsuit brought forth by a group of IVF patients whose frozen embryos were destroyed in December of 2020, when a patient removed the embryos from a cryogenic storage unit and dropped them on the ground. What? This is the fucking case. <laughs> That's crazy. The plaintiffs subsequently filed two lawsuits against the facility, the Center for Reproductive Medicine, alleging that the clinic had violated Alabama's Wrongful Death of a Minor Act, which applies to unborn children. The plaintiffs also alternatively alleged negligence on the part of the clinic and sought uh, compensatory damages, though the claims of negligence were specified to to only be pleaded if Alabama courts or the U.S. Supreme Court decided frozen embryos were not children. The defendant's motion to dismiss the lawsuits were granted by a trial court that found that frozen embryos do not fall under the definition of a person court also ruled the plaintiffs could not proceed with their calls for compensatory damages for the loss of human life and emotional damages, citing longstanding legal standards in Alabama. 
However, in its decision, the Alabama Supreme Court did not address the question of whether uh, extra, oh God, uh, I suppose that's outside the uterus, extra uterine children should be treated as human beings, but it did find that the state law did not specify what state an unborn child has to be in. (laughs) The relevant statutory text is clear. Wrongful death of a minor act applies to, uh, on its face to all unborn children without limitation. The court's decision stated, the court found that there is no unwritten exception, as the defendants have argued, to the law that applies to, quote, unborn children, quote, who are not physically located in utero, that is inside the biological uterus, at the time they are killed. (laughs) Fucking insane. The definition had also argued that considering frozen embryos as children would result in numerous consequences, including making IVF substantially more expensive and preserving embryos uh, more uh, onerous. While we appreciate the defendant's concerns, uh, these types of policies-focused arguments belong before the legislature, not this court, the ruling said. The ruling is issued by Alabama Supreme Court Justice Jay Mitchell, with seven of the other eight justices concurring. Alabama Supreme Court Justice Greg Cook issued the dissenting opinion. I apologize, old white man Greg Cook. Uh, Cook argued in his opinion that it is not within the role of the court to expand the reach of a statute and breath life into it by updating or amending it. He argued the law was written in 1872 and it would not have taken into account the status of frozen embryos (laughs) and to argue that the law does and would require an explicit amendment to the state legislature. Jeez Louise. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so <laughs> after reading that <laughs> it's like it's a slippery slope we're all on first of all second of all as traumatic as it was for the, the families of the, the you know who lost their embryos because of a, an accidental whatever Although it's unclear how a patient was able to remove them and drop them. Yeah, that that part of the story doesn't make total sense to me. Yeah, nor does it make sense to my, me either. Um, I mean, just the... Oh, yeah, yeah, the ramifications here are absurd. Mm-hmm. If you live in Alabama, maybe think about when the upcoming elections happen... At the state level, toss a vote a Democrat's way. Amen. (laughs) Just for the sake of the sanity of this particular issue. I mean, I'm not even going to go into other issues, but geez louise. Now, what else is happening? (laughs) Well, we have a voicemail. It should be labeled PCOS. Sure is. Uh, here we go. Ready? 
Am I ready? Let's see. Uh, that's on. That's on. Let's see if the volume's up. And here we go. Hello, Matt. I'm, it's not coming out of the right place. Oh, my gosh. Guys, why did I do that like that? Here we go. Try this again. Matt, Dory, Henry, and Bo. My name is Molly. I live in Michigan. First-time caller, long-time listener. Um, I'm calling regarding the listener who wrote in about anovulatory um, PCOS and getting her periods back after having a girl. Um, I am actually in that same boat. I went through a long, long IVF drama saga. I won't go into that. That is shocking that someone has called in and gone, I had a girl and this also happened to me. Mm. This is wild. Mm Mm-hmm. What's going on out there? Listen, correlation is not causation. Into the details, but um, I did eventually have a, a girl in 2018, and um, she was our only, our only um, normal embryo. So, um, and we did not want to go through more IVF at the time or after. So we just basically settled on one and done. And so my periods were very all over the place before I had her, um, and same situation, not your normal PCOS, but more like just um, just polycystic ovaries and, and ovulation. And then post probably about 12 months after having um, my daughter, my periods started to regulate, and I've had pretty regular periods ever since. And I, I thought the same thing, maybe this is because I'm fertile again, but we had really set our, our, um, set our sights on having just one child. So we have not been trying to have another baby. Um, but it has crossed my mind. I wonder what would have happened if we had been trying. I just wanted to let her know that I am in that same situation. I have no idea why. I've never really asked. And again, I don't think doctors are all that interested in knowing. So, or explaining it. Um, but yep, same. I just wanted to let you know. Um, I've experienced it. There's your anecdata. Um, my stats, I live in southeastern Michigan with one science baby, a husband, a nine-year-old doggy, and 1,100 or so square feet. No hot dogs. We are vegetarian. Sorry, Matt. Oh, wow. Um, Everybody? Right, that's it. Hope you guys Jeez. are doing well. Thanks for the pod. Bye. One of you is sneaking meat somewhere. I'm telling you. <laughs> Maybe it's you. Maybe it's your husband. Maybe it's your child. I don't know. Your dog is definitely sneaking meat. Our dog is definitely sneaking meat. Our dog is, uh, you know, he's a he's a he's a real he's a real big dog. He's a dog. You know, he's just like. Very he's dog-like. real, real dog's dog, except yeah. he's not. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't like other dogs, but he acts so much like a dog. Except when he acts like a cat. Right, he does so. act like a cat. He perches a lot. Yeah. So it's confusing. It's confusing. Yeah, he's a good boy. He is. He also like it's been raining, and he he's really like embraced the raincoat. Like, he's he always put, loved his raincoat. I know, but like it, it feels. It's just like, it's just cute. Like you put the raincoat on him and he's like, okay, ready to go. And then he like. Remember when he would like, we'd we'd like walk him in his, in his Christmas pajamas. Yeah. He always liked clothes. He he likes clothes. Yeah. He's a weird, he's like a, he's a real clothes happy dog. 
but it's just funny because when I walk him in the raincoat, like he's like ready to walk for like three miles. Like he will go, yeah. he wants to go on like a long walk. I'm like, it's pouring rainbow. Yeah. But he's <laughs> like, I already went to the hassle of putting this on. So right. Exactly. You should probably. Yeah. And then he, this. then we get inside and he like waits for me to dry him off with a towel. He's like, yeah, come on, mom, let's go. Where's the, there's the towel. Dry me off. It's really great too. Like when you catch him at the door, you can you he'll 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 let you wipe each paw. Oh yeah, yeah. And he also so likes to be right like off. rubbed down. Yep. Anyway. Oh Bobo. That's our dog. That's our dog. Um, thank you for this voicemail. Appreciate uh, your your sharing anecdata. your experience. What? I appreciate your anecdote. Appreciate your anecdote. Um, okay. We got this email that I frankly thought was a little aggressive. Okay. It's from Anonymous, which first of all, you're gonna could send us send could us an, me. send us an aggressive email and not even want to put your name on it. Don't love that, but okay, we'll we'll allow it. Hi, Matt and Dory. I was surprised to hear that Matt doesn't like living in California, but that Dory does. So you all live there. I also just want to pause because like. Well, in fairness, I was out here first. Also, (laughs) it's weird that you say you were surprised because Matt has been talking about this for like literally four years. Um, Where would Matt like to live? Dory, you didn't seem overly concerned that Matt doesn't want to live in California. (laughs) That's so true. Do you think you will try to find a place to live that you both like? Seems like it would be an important part of a partnership. I'm sorry. That's funny. And also, I don't think it's nearly as aggressive as you made it out to be. I think it's kind of aggressive. Do you really? Yeah, I do. Huh. Yeah. Um, where would Matt like to live? It's a beautiful question. And I thank you for asking it because my wife hasn't asked me. Oh, come on. Now. <laughs> Fuck off. Uh, <laughs> I think just in general, the uh, I'd love, I'd, I'd think I'd be happy on the East Coast. I think I, you know. Well, that's the rub, isn't it? Right. You think. Of course, of course, that's the rub. But there is a lot, you know. The East Coast has a lot going for it. Mm-hmm. The the West Coast has some things going for it. I do like that you can golf all year. Right? That's pretty good. I think, Dory, you'd probably find an indoor tennis league. It'd be fine. You could play all year in the on the East Coast. Indoor tennis is not the same, and it's, like, much harder to get courts. But, okay, go on. Mm-hmm. Well, that was all I had. Tennis and golf, that was the only two. Those are the only two things keeping you in California? <laughs> no, no those, are the only two, those are the only two things that I was like... This is worse. Oh, oh, I see. I see. Right. Um, you know, am I, am I like not totally remembering 
how cold and snowy it gets. Possibly. Uh, You know, you sort of start to romanticize it once you've been away from it for so long. I mean, I lived there... How old was I? 2007. I was 24. I was 23. I hadn't turned 24 yet uh, when I moved out there. So we're we're creeping up on me living out here just as long as I lived out there. Oh, that's depressing. Wow. Anyway. That said, the East Coast would be nice because you'd not only is all or all into our entire family on the East Coast, um, but it'd be closer to Disney World. You know, you can do winter golf down there. Closer to my parents, closer to your parents. So, I don't know. I think I'd like to move to a lake in North Carolina, right smack in the middle. What? Remember, I well, I sold something to somebody, and I had to look up their address. Yes, because their address was written in a very strange way. I didn't understand it. Mm-hmm. And then I looked at the house, and I was like, "Oh my god, this house is beautiful!" And then I looked at the Zillow, and it was like on a lake, uh, one point four million dollars was the house. And I'm like, that buys you. I mean, if you think of a $1.4 million house out here, <laughs> then you think of that massive lake house in North Carolina. Uh, it's very funny to me. Um, yeah. Anyway. I've lost my train of thought. What were we talking about? We were talking about how I am a terrible wife because no one I'm said that. keeping said you that. in California against your will. And if uh, I... And if I really cared about our partnership, I would honor your That's desire. Same, a, you could say the same thing the other way. If I cared I know, about our but partnership, that, but, then but I But that, that person does not care about me. She only cares about you. I see, I see, I see. <laughs> well, I think she only cares about me in this instance because if you're a new listener to the show, you might think that that this is something that we haven't discussed as a couple and as a family. And also for the record, I am not like, I also wrestle with this question of like, should we move back to the East coast? But we don't have any money right now. Neither of us has a full-time job. So even if we wanted to move to the East coast, how would we do that? That's a great question. Exactly. Most people would sell their home and move. However, we do not own our home because we're <laughs> fucking idiots. Ugh, this is I mean, going to send me spiraling. We're out. not idiots. We, I was really hoping we wouldn't get on this. Honest to God, like before we started recording, I was going to talk to you about it. And I was going to be like, let's not. But you didn't. Get into the thing where you get depressed about it. But you, but you didn't. You didn't bring it up. I just sort of thought we would skate by. I would talk about Disneyland for the whole front of the show mm-hmm. and you wouldn't have a chance. I didn't know that this email would be here. Well, that's because you don't read the email that I send you two days in advance. No, not prior to us recording. No, I correct. Don't. That's correct. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's, what's let's a, move on. What's important to remember is that we have a Henry. Yes. 
and that cost about a down payment, okay? It did. So, yeah, relax. Enjoy your son. Sorry we don't have a fucking- I do enjoy him. Elsewhere uh, in above our heads. I mean, Oh, who's, like, who's getting angry now? You I'm are. just trying- You are. I'm not You angry. are. Well, I suppose, yeah. I'm not getting sad, though. But that's You get sad. Oh, okay. All right. Well, let's take a break. Look at what Jaja Gabor said, you know? What did Jaja Gabor say? I believe she said, don't get mad, get everything. In the first Wives Club? Oh, Isn't that her who sure. says it? <laughs> All okay. right. Okay. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Are we back? We're back. Wow. Not a lot of talk on the commercial break today. No. Sorry, Patreon. You're going to get just a smooth flowing break with no yammering. Mm, Yeah. All right. Okay. Now that that has been cracked open for all, what's next? Hi, Matt and Dory. Uh, This was a text from Jackie. Mm -hmm. The conversation about not having people over was confusing. Have your friends over. People don't care what the space looks like or how big it is. It's an important way to connect with friends. We lived in Seattle for 12 years, very far from family, and it's so helpful to create friendships that are like family. I agree. People won't invite you over very many times to their house unless you reciprocate. Start with a play date, invite a family over so the kids can play, and cook them dinner or brunch with mimosas and those cinnamon buns you make. Oh, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't want <laughs> to make those cinnamon buns for them, but I appreciate the sentiment. Uh, rainy days happen and you can't do everything in public spaces. It can be relaxing to stay home, just sending some encouragement to embrace it. Especially as Henry gets older, playdates are important. He'll start getting invited to friends' houses and you can't expect it to always be at other people's houses. One last thought. Don't you have a pool? Have a family over for a swim this summer. Cook hot dogs and report back to the pod how many were eaten. Jackie with three <laughs> girls in Massachusetts. One is a science baby. Uh, Jackie, thanks for that. Thank you, Jackie. I, 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 I agree with you, Jackie. I think that, that you're right. I think that, uh, I mean, it is, it, there, there, Bo is a real obstacle. I will say that. He's a real obstacle in this whole have friends over randomly thing. <laughs> um, but, you know, remember when we first got him and we had a Seder with like 12 people and he was just a an angel? Mm-hmm. Mm, that was the before times. Mm-hmm. That was before his triggering was event. Before the man came out of our roof. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know how like schizophrenia, they say that Yes, there's a genetic predisposition, but like there usually has to be some sort of like precipitating event. Like oh, you're I didn't pa- know that. That's like a, what people said. 
like a parent dies or you, like something happens that mm-hmm. then like triggers the schizophrenia. Yeah. And I feel like that happened with Bo. Like he was predisposed to it. Yeah. And then the man climbing out of the ceiling. Like, I mean, think about the fact that the guy was in the house with Bo going up into the ceiling. Correct. Yes. It's fucking bananas to me to even think about now. But that, ever since that happened. You're correct. That he is became correct. a maniac. Yes. Wow. So. What a time. What a time. Um, no, Jackie, look, you're right. Um, uh, you're right. There is there. I do believe that there is a there is a base level of cleanliness that I feel like the house needs to be at before I feel comfortable having people over. I mean, maybe she's talking about having the Christmas tree down by now. I don't know. No comment. <laughs> Although I do like that Henry said, why? (laughs) (laughs) Our Christmas tree is still up, everybody. And it's still up for a couple of different reasons. One of which was when we were, when I was going to take it down originally, I was waiting for a new uh, tree bag to put our little fake tree in. Uh, And those came a long time ago, but in the interim... I just, I don't know. I just kind of gotten, I just really like it. It's it's the only thing that gives me warmth at night is the glow of the Christmas tree. Anyway, Mm. it's ridiculous. We should take it down. I agree. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you very much. Um, All right. We have a couple of voicemails on this, on this same topic. Our Christmas tree? No. Having people over to your house. Gotcha. Uh, we'll go with the first one that doesn't have a two. Here we go. Chef Ryrus, it's Monday morning. It's Katie Shinden. Hey, a hangout house. I was just literally talking about this with Bruce last night. Okay, I know you're tired of hearing about how this couple in their late fifties is thinking about the same crap you guys are. But okay, we're not so that hangout far off. house. Um, the dog. When my dog was alive, it was not a hangout house. The dog was not, it was just not conducive, right? My golden retriever, Chili, was just like, he a lot like Bo, just very reactive to people, just excited, just couldn't chill out when people were over, right? So not a hangout house. Also, you know, young children, my son has special needs, like, it's just too much. Like, literally, I've never hosted book club, and I go to book club every month, and my friends just know that... Katie cannot host book club. Too much going on at home. Thank you very much, but it's just not happening. Okay, so luckily I have friends that do like to host things, and they don't have as crazy of children or animals, Mm -hmm. so it works. But please don't beat yourself up over not having a flippin' hangout house. Also, when I was a kid, my parents did have a hangout house. They had a lot of dinner parties, a lot of, like, just hanging out of adults, and as a young child, I didn't love it. Mm -hmm. I was, like, irritated by it and annoyed, Mm -hmm. so... Henry probably happy that you don't have a hangout house. Okay, he so probably is. For now, love you guys. Mwah. Uh, you know, my my, my parents kind of had a hangout house a little bit. My parents had some hangs at the house. Really? Yeah, because the, the you know the neighbor the neighborhood gang 
um, which essentially was like everyone on Burnham Road, all the neighbors, like, but like further up the st- we were we were pretty far down. We were the furthest down the street, closest to the river, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Stuff wouldn't happen as much at our house, but they, you know, but it would. The neighbors would be all my my mom's friends. They're still were my mom's friends. My mom still has scrapbooking weekends with them in Florida. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Anyway. We didn't. I don't. We didn't really have a hangout house, but I did have like play. They weren't called playdates then, but I did have like friends came over a lot. My yeah. friends. Yeah. But my parents didn't really have people over. It wasn't a grown-up hangout house. Right, right. Uh, yeah, but jo- John and Joe, the their house was the hangout house, the McDonough's. I mean, also, my parents were home after school, and so if we were, like, going to someone's house after school, it was usually someone whose parents weren't home. Rude. Why would you do that? You know, routines. Routines in the nineties. So was I. We, you know, mm. we still respected our elders. <laughs> All right. Oh boy. Okay. Um, we're gonna just read a couple more of these. Let's see. Oh, you know, we should follow up with Jasmine, who wrote in about her dad's uh, baseball card collection. Yes, we should. Okay. Is that? in here yes it is jasmine says thank you for reading my letter following up with with some answers to matt's questions one what kind mostly baseball but some football and basketball i don't think hockey if so very little i think mostly from junk wax era but possibly some vintage and some more modern no later than 2015 Mm. two how much about 12 medium to large moving boxes full of mostly cards and some other memorabilia Magazines, newspapers, hats, etc. Some brief investigating on eBay suggests the other stuff is not worth anything. My mom moved near me in 2020, literally across the street, and we have not opened any boxes since then. Three, labeling. Ha, my dad loved to label things, but at the same time was not very organized. We have a mix of unopened boxes, perhaps still in cellophane, binders with cards and sleeves, some cards and protectors. I have a lot of childhood memories of putting cards in plastic sleeves and then hard plastic (laughs) shells. And then some loose in card boxes, either with no label or labeled as cards. (laughs) I'm guessing that anything really valuable is in an unopened box or was put into a plastic shell. Uh Four, we have a local card store that does consignments. They are at cards at the cages on Instagram. But I feel like I have to know what I have before taking things there so I don't get undersold. But maybe I could start with a small amount and see how it goes. Not sure what their cut is or if it's worth it to not deal with eBay shipping, etc. My goal for this weekend is to have a conversation with my mom about this. I'm anticipating some resistance to moving forward and open one box. There's a hat I know I want. So so that seems like a good place to start. Here's what I'm going to say, Jasmine. As you do this, when you open up that box, uh, take a few pictures of what's in there. Send it to me and I will tell you what's in there that might be worth anything. And also what it might be worth. That's very nice. I'm happy to do that. Are you kidding me? Hmm. If anybody out there has a 
dad. That was, but like, look, you say this no later than 2015. Okay, well, that means pre-2015, you know what you got sitting there probably? Some Mike Trout rookies, you know? Mm-hmm. Justin mm-hmm. Verlander. These, mm-hmm. like, I'm talking like some some great Hall of Fame bound players that you might have like Bowman Chrome autos of. You don't even know. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, first box you open up, you see the cards, take the pictures. I'm very curious about the unopened boxes. Those could be. Very valuable. Those can also be mediumly valuable, but they're not. The unopened boxes are not worth nothing, even from the junk wax era. Hmm. Good to know. So that's it. Yeah, thank you. Okay. Next card person. Who do we have? Um, we got uh, some suggestions about uh, traffic books for Henry. Oh, yes. So those are in voicemail form. Here we go. Book Rec 1. Hi, Matt, Dory, Henry, and Bo. This is Aubrey. Um, I live outside Phoenix. Um, I was calling in response to your latest episode on traffic and um, roadway books for children. Um, I agree with you. That is a very niche topic. Um, Probably not a lot of those exist. Um, I am actually an urban planner, and I work with some engineering colleagues, and my colleague wrote a children's book called Joey's Road Trip. Um, It's obviously geared towards children and has some elements of um, urban planning and roadway design. Um, It's actually a really great um, picture book for kids, and I just wanted to plug that book. was recently published. You can find it on Amazon. Um, the author's name is Rachel Feck. I can um, email you the link to it. Um, it's a really great book, and I just wanted to call in. You know, there's not like a lot of urban planner and roadway design chat on this podcast, but I thought I would call in and give my two cents on that. Um, it's a super cute book. I have two little kids, a four-year-old and a one-year-old. Um, and I just ordered it for them, so I'm sure it will be enjoyable. Um, yeah, thank you guys for all you do. We love your podcast. Um, my son and I actually had our first Costco hot dog this weekend. Very exciting. Um, we live in about 2,100 square feet, like I said, outside Phoenix. We have three TVs, um, I think probably in the 65 and like 55-inch range. <laughs> I don't remember specifically. They're just on with Bluey and other things. Anyways, hope you guys have a great day. Just wanted to call in with the book rack. Thanks. Bye. Thank you. Uh, you know what? I just that just your phone call made me think of the uh, other night. Was it Friday night? Friday night I went to Best Buy for like 10 minutes very quickly because mm-hmm. believe it or not some Best Buy still baseball cards newly discovered on my part. Um, but I was walking back to my car in the garage and there was a guy standing there with a box that had a 75 inch TV in it that he just bought. And I said to him, I said, congratulations. And he looked at me like a proud father and was like, thank you. (laughs) And I was like, good luck getting that into whatever vehicle you got. He's like, I know. And then I saw his, uh, his wife or girlfriend pulling up. In uh, 
I mean, I guess it was like a Honda CRV, and I'm like, oh boy, I don't, I don't, I didn't stay for the <laughs> for the madness. Mm, yeah, but I did think it was weird and funny that like my brain for some reason thought to congratulate him because he had a giant TV <laughs> and. Also, that he was so pleased that I. I was gonna him. say, I I feel like he was very receptive. He was, he was, he which was very is loved. very very sweet. Thank you. Um, it's a big deal when you get a TV in the over seventy inches. It's like, wow, you really you've done you've done something with your life, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Back to that book, though, that sounds right up Henry's alley, honestly. It does. I've also gotten some suggestions that I should write this book, and like... No, you shouldn't. I don't really want to. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, my dream is to write a successful children's book that gets adapted into something. Uh, But I also feel like there's just too many children's books out there. Yeah, yeah. Children's books have also become the like, like, it's not a status. Passive income for rich celebrities? It's like a, I don't even, like, I don't even know how to describe it. Not like a rite of passage, no pun intended, but like, and not like a status symbol exactly. It's a jewel in the famous crown. Yes, exactly. It's like, okay, I've directed a movie i've you know made a billion dollars at the box office now i shall write my children's book yep <laughs> uh anyway it is i'm just like like bj novak why'd you have to write a children's book well, why i mean his is like actually kind of good I know, but like, why? But like, Paul McCartney's. Hey, grand dude. Hey, grand dude. Henry has made that's, me read it to him. Not that good. <laughs> that's a. That's a. That's <laughs> how dare you, <laughs> Sir Paul McCartney? First of all, uh, I mean, like, like Reese Witherspoon has a children's book. Like they, they. A lot of a lot of actors write children's books. I mean, I would put "write" in a very big air quotes. Oh, sure, that's fair. That's <laughs> a lot fair. of a lot of actors have their names on children's. Books. Yes. Okay, that's fair. Um. All right. Sh- should we listen to the second voicemail? Sure. Okay. Which one? The book, book- rec two. Yes. Hi, Matt, Dory, Henry, and Bo. Um, I was calling because um, hearing Dory talk about the book that she was looking for for Henry related to traffic and traffic lights and sign roads. Um, I was like, I actually have something to contribute to this. My husband is a civil engineer. He's a traffic engineer. Oh, my God. Another one? Civil engineer, um, like a certain type of it. And one of the things that he does is when... um, when a business comes and like wants to put in a gas station or something, then he actually helps evaluate what road improvements are needed, and then um, you know basically barters with the county or the city and 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 kind of the developer to kind of broker like what road roadway improvements are needed, and then he actually designs them. So he will 
put in a design a traffic light and like a turn lane and stuff like that. So I didn't have time to like do a thorough looking for like traffic engineering kids books. There probably still aren't any, but I wanted to give you um, you know, another search term if that's helpful. But anyways, hope you're doing well. Um Thanks for your wonderful podcast that I've listened to for so many years. I live in Virginia with two, one science baby, one science um, kindergartner, and um, in about 1,800 square feet. Had no hot dogs this year, some last year. One large TV. I hope it's over and 70 inches it. so I can say right, congratulations. So, that is, uh, I would say, the most amount of civil engineers I've ever heard listening to a podcast. That's two. Well, two <laughs> wives. Two, one, one civil engineer and the wife of a civil engineer. Right. Sure. <laughs> but still, it's tangentially related, and that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. I always, I always thought I'd be pretty good at, like, putting in turn lanes, you know? Oh, totally. I mean, Henry... It's <laughs> my dream. Henry Henry draws, puts them in the house every day. Every day, yep. And there's signs all over our house. Uh, He's gotten good at drawing arrows. He has gotten good at drawing arrows. Like, he'd be used to not really, like... Sometimes he'd do, like, an inverted V, or he'd do a V for the arrow rather than a... And and uh, you know what I mean. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> he would I invert the arrowhead rather than whatever. Point yeah. is, he's doing great arrows right now. Yeah, he's really he's in, his, he's in his he's in his arrow face. He's in his arrow era. Yeah. All right. Thank you, everybody. Um, uh, I agree. Thank you, everybody. Uh, quick car update. I've got about 12 hours before Dory calls a tow truck. So that's the car update. Gave him a deadline. Thank you. Tuesday. And uh, it's just going to have to go on a credit card. Do you see it? Do you see it? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I see it. This is what I'm going to use. This is my tool I've designed. You know, for your sake, because I feel like you've invested so much like physical and mental energy on this i hope it works me too me too because i feel like you'll be really you'll be like sad if it doesn't work well where i'm coming from right now is like ultimately what are they gonna do i've already the the scenario that i keep hearing is they cut the rim so like what i'm gonna do to the bolt (laughs) it doesn't matter because if they end up cutting the rim it's fine you know what I'm saying? Thank I you. I do. Okay. I do sort of know what you're saying. Um, but you know, the past couple weeks have just show have confirmed to me once again that we do not need two cars. Oh, I completely disagree. I've I've there's been like twenty times you've been gone and I've needed I've wanted to leave the house and haven't been able to. But to like to do what? To like golf or to go to the store or to get uh something I needed, like a like a like packing 
thing, go to the post office. Like, there's been a lot of like things that I've needed to do that you, you the car hasn't been around for, and I've been like, okay, well. So well, I mean, I guess in in that sense, I didn't need the car, right? You know, and what I'm, I'm hearing what is like is. you, like you, you like to have a second car for for spontaneity. Well, I, ideally, I, I mean, for Christ's sake, I hope I get a job. I, I got a fucking. <laughs> I mean, unless I get one. Oh, I mean, in fairness, I could get one at a studio very close by, and you know, I could just walk. Yeah, I hope you get a job too. And then we will be able to justify having two cars. But until then. Until then, I kind of feel like we would be fine with one. Maybe I'm crazy. You well, you for instance, like uh we were my friend was gonna we were gonna golf at Rancho tomorrow morning, which is you can never golf there. Uh it's always booked, but it's cause it's been so rainy. They had some tea. They had a six forty a.m. tea time, and I said I couldn't do it because I didn't want Henry to have to walk to school in the rain. He probably would, though, is the thing. Well, I didn't want it to have to happen. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, I hear that. But if I if we had two cars, I would have been like, yeah, fuck right. yeah, let's do it. Well, you know what? Maybe my car will be fixed by then. Hint, hint. <laughs> I mean, I do. I mean, what time is it? Eight twenty p.m. Is it crazy to go out there now and start hammering it? I don't know. We'll when see. else when else would you do it? In the morning. Mm. That's why I said I have 12 hours. Mm. Okay. <laughs> well, we should thank our patrons. Oh, of course we should. Thank you to our patrons uh, for supporting the show and uh, contributing to what I would like to call our only source of income, which is podcasting. Thank you all so very much. If you're at the $5 level, you get your name read each month. If you're at the $10 level, you get ad-free episodes as well as a second bonus episode. If you're at the $25 level, you get yourself a fun fact every month. And anybody who signs up for the Patreon at whatever level, uh, your little, that level's back catalog is available to you. So get up there and do it. Thank you to the following people. Catherine Shimmons. Katie Allen. Katie Regan. Katie Jordan. Laura Dodge. Laura Elliott. Lauren Schultz. And Lauren I Johnston. Skipped, I skipped Lauren Johnston. Lin, Lindsay Gish. Linnea Wynn. Lisa in West Virginia. Lisa Travis. Uh, Liz P. Lynn N. MK. Marina Breed. Martin Hedegard Peterson. Mackenzie Erickson. Melinda Phelps. Melissa. Uh, Michael Roth. And Merrill H. Uh, I, why do I keep skipping? Michelle Johnson. <laughs> Mike Zytek. Uh, Molly. Mariah Adamick. Nancy Powell. Nicola Hill. Nikki Bossert. Optide. Pam from Boston. Pat Machewski. Patty Curie. Paula. Phoebe Boone. Robert Hamilton. Robin Kay. Sadie Massa. Sarah Dauberman. Sarah Friedman. Sarah L. Sarah Lavelle. Scarlett Kaufman. Sherry Olson. Simone Vanderwinkel. SJV. Steve Harcourt. Tanya K. TB. The Holterman Clan. Tracy Jury. Tyler Pigeon Double Take Matthews. Oh, Tyler, thanks for being here. You 
came over from not only James Bonding, but also from TNC. Start the nice conversation. That's nice. Valerie Green. Vanessa Ferguson. Virginia McFeely. Whitney Hoffman. And XX. Ooh. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.